Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is overcoming teas. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. There's an old expression. You may have heard it. And the old expression goes something like this. You can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. Have you heard that expression? You can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. And it sounds good, but the problem is that it applies to everything. Everything gets inside. Once you fall from your closeness to God and His light, when you were a little child, a very little child, your consciousness, your soul is very close to God and you moved about in the world, sort of like in your own little world in a way. You saw things and you learned things at lightning speed, and every day was an adventure. And you loved your mommy and your daddy, and you loved your puppy and you loved your friends, and everything was marvelous. The flowers, the leaves, the pebbles, the sky, the clouds, it was so wonderful, but alas, Something went wrong. Something went wrong, and what was it? It was because the people around you, especially your parents and other authorities, you know, whether it was an aunts or uncles or teachers or daycare providers or older kids, they teased you and they pressured you. They made you emotional. They pressured you and accused you and blamed you and constantly were... They made you feel like you, you weren't good enough. You had to do more. You had to do better. You had to act nicer. You had to learn more. You had to get higher grades. Pressure, pressure, and other kids pressured. They teased you. They tried to make you feel like there was something wrong with you. All you were was a nice little kid. But they made you feel like there was something wrong with you. And then if it wasn't that, then the authorities around you were, were filling your mind with Ideas like, well, those people over there, they think there's something wrong with you, and those people over there hate you, and those people over there think look down on you. And it was an endless barrage of things to try to upset you and try to make you nervous and feel like you had to do something. You had to run faster and jump higher and get better grades and be nicer to prove something to them or to those other people over there, quote-unquote. The pressure was enormous, and then there was drug pressure and sex pressure and peer pressure and entertainment pressure and music pressure and drug pressure, and it got to you. Now, why did it get to you? Now, remember when you were a little child. Do you remember when you were a little tiny child? You loved the pebbles and the leaves and the sky and the clouds, and you loved the snowman and the scarecrow and your puppy and your cat. And out in the world were all kinds of angry people and people that said mean things didn't bother you. It was almost like you were unaware of it. It just went in one ear and out the other. It was distant. But those near to you, supposedly with your best interests at heart, they got very close. And they brought that outside close. And they yelled it at you. And they insinuated it. And they suggested it. 
and they made you angry and they made you upset and they made you cry. They pressured you emotionally. That's it. They pressured you to become emotional. And when you became emotional, the outside began to get in. When you became emotional, the outside began to get in. Now you became sensitive to things on the outside, especially the ones who pressured you. But eventually it spread to everything. And everything got inside and everything upset you and everything moved you and everything made you nervous and everything made you excited and everything got in. And you began to respond to the outside and the more you responded, the more it got inside in terms of memories and programming and conditioned responses. Now do you understand? You can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. And so now you went out into the world and you wanted to be free. And finally, maybe when you were 18, you went off to college or you went to work and you felt free for a little while. But then you know what? That which had been implanted in you because people were cruel and pressured you and didn't have patience for you and didn't have understanding. They themselves had been pressured. They themselves had lost their innocence. Now it was in you. And now it began to dictate your life. You see, if it was just the country that got in, then it wouldn't be so bad. But what gets in is what's wrong with everybody else. And then it shows up in you. And then everybody looks at you and says, what's wrong with you? And how does it get in? Mostly through resentment. You just have to find out how not to be resentful and how to seal out the outside so that only good comes in and only good comes out and I can show you how to do that it's simple Christ said unless you become as a little child and so that's what you have to do I'm a man with a microphone so I, people ask no I don't have a church I do not have a church all that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk, and if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. We're talking today about how people are emotionalized and then the outside gets on the inside. And then when it's on the inside, it torments you from the inside and pressures you from the inside. And then it takes over the role and you think it's it. And you pressure yourself, just as they once pressured you. Not only that, but that which is on the outside that got on the inside, well, it is the basis of the new you, whatever the new you is, the new you, the ambitious you, the angry you, the resentful you, the you with a chip on your shoulder, the you that has something to prove, the you that is 
a product of your reaction to that on the outside and whether you conform to that on the outside in order to get their approval and look good in their eyes and get rewards from them or whether you rebel out of hatred of them. Either way, you're reacting to what's on the outside and the, that inside of you. See, when the outside gets on the inside, not only, not only do memories and you know, of things get on the inside, but also the, the spirit of that which seduced you, basically what it was. Now, you didn't know that's what was happening when people were, were teased you and challenged you and pressured you and made you cry and made you upset. And when people, when everybody got all excited and yelled and screamed at ball games and, and encouraged you to get all excited, you didn't know that they were basically seducing you. You couldn't help it. You were just a little child. You went along because that's what everybody was doing. So you just went along. But you were being seduced away from your first estate. You were being seduced away from that calm detachment that you once had. That safe space that you once had. That innocence that you once had. And from that innocence, you could have grown and flowered to become what you were meant to be in God's light. I made a nice program about God's light last week. I hope you heard it. But the spirit of the outside gets in. You remember the Garden of Eden? That story is true. I see it over and over again, deeper and deeper. As the years go by, as the decades go by, I see it more clearly, just how true it is. And the proof is that it's recapitulated in every person's life. And so the outside, remember? On the outside, it was the spirit that talked through the serpent to Eve. And then Eve said what she heard. And when Eve said what she heard to Adam, well, he kind of liked it. It appealed to his ego. And he thought that he could, through separation from God, he could be his own big man and be like God and receive glory and accolades and rewards and people's admiration through knowledge all of this would come to pass he dreamed of it it was a pipe dream but in his pipe dream he reached for the forbidden and you know what happens when you taste of the forbidden it gets inside see once you you steal something now you're a thief you weren't a thief until you stole but after you stole you're a thief and now that thief nature that bond, that rapport, that memory, that conditioning, that memory between you, your being, and that act. Now it's inside, and now either you continue to be it and become more of a thief and more of a thief, or you stand back and watch it and have a change of heart about it and cry out to your Creator to save you from the outside that got on the inside. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality. The blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better. 
okay and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. I'm talking about the issue, how the outside gets on the inside and then runs your life from within. People get in your head. You've heard that expression. In sports, one boxer doesn't want the other one to get in his head and like that. But everything gets in your head. So now what are you going to do? Well, you must become, Christ said, unless you become like a little child. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you must become like a little child. Remember how it was when things on the outside didn't penetrate. They were out there. You saw your mom and daddy saying things, and people were arguing. People were being mean, and all kinds of stuff was happening. It didn't bother you. You lived in your own little world, almost. Well, you must get the meditation so that you can stand back in God's light and observe in God's light. And in God's light, you will then see the problem, but now instead of reacting to it, you will just see it. And somehow, God will save you from it. Just as sunlight shines on, a, on an old towel and makes it smell fresh and clean. And just as the sunlight comes out after a rain and everything is fresh and beautiful in the light. In the same way, you will become beautiful again like you were when you were a little child. So get the little meditation, would you please, and give it a try. It's, it's free. I have a nice free one. And I have a beautiful four-part meditation. The first part is also free. You can listen free at SheddingShackles.com. Some of you are getting the 15-minute version. It's a half-hour program. So if yours is only 15 minutes, go to SheddingShackles.com where you can hear the whole 30-minute program. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome. Today's program is about how the outside gets on the inside. And I began by saying that uh, there's an old expression. And the old expression says that you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. And for the most part, that's true. But see, a long time ago, when things were more innocent, yeah, there was country in the boy or culture in the boy. You know, you can take the boy out of the culture, but you can't take the culture out of the boy. See? So, what happens is, and those seem rather innocuous, country and culture, but you see, the problem is that anything that replaces God, anything that replaces God, Christ, remember in the Gospel of John, he said, I pray, he, when he prayed to the Father, he prayed that they be one, even as we are one. 
I in you and you in me, and they in us, you see. And so the only thing that should be in the inside is uh, God's Spirit, but the outside gets on the inside. How does that happen? Well, I began the program by saying that a long time ago when you were a little child, you were emotionalized. Somebody pulled on your heartstrings or they upset you. They teased you or they were cruel to you or they pressured you. And in some way, overt or subtle, they made you emotionalized. And when you're emotional, you're reacting to the outside and that's how it gets in. Then you form memories inside and the memories then begin to fill up your mind. And then they make you study. You have to sit in school for year after year after year. And the outside gets on the inside. <laughs> but amazingly, most of the things that you study don't get on the inside, do they? But what gets on the inside? Well, the, cult, the, the peer group. What happens on the schoolyard and to and from school? And the spirit of the teacher gets inside. The ambitious spirit, the intellectual spirit, the spirit that wants to be your God, that wants you to worship it and bow down to it and look to it. Look to it for fulfillment and for happiness and for success and for all the good things in life. And they say, well, it can be done. You can find all the good things in life through education. So you give yourself mind, heart, body, and soul to education so that you can be a success and look good in other people's eyes and prove yourself and so on, you see? But what does it say in the Bible? You shall love the Lord with all your mind, heart, soul, strength and your neighbor is yourself. So if you love education more than you love God, if you love your culture more than you love God, if you love your music more than you love God, if you love studying, that's right, studying anything, even studying the Bible, studying scripture, studying, even studying nice things, if you love them more than you love God. If anything gives you a little high, a little sense of being great, of being good, of somehow being, being able to make things happen and impress people and see. And it can be so subtle. The outside gets on the inside. But the process, even, the process is even subtler than that. Because, for example, a little boy was uh, playing and all of a sudden something in his mind said to him, pick up that rock and throw it at the other kid. Well, hopefully he doesn't do it. But you see what it's doing? It's tempting him to do something that's not right. There's always something there tempting you, saying, go ahead and do that and nothing will happen. Go ahead and do that and nothing will happen, it says to you. It's tempting, trying to tempt you in your mind. It's like a voice, but it, it's not a voice. But it's a pres It's something that, that speaks to you. Maybe with words, maybe not with words, maybe just some subtle impression that it makes upon your mind, but it's definitely there and it it wants you to do something that's not right, something risky, something your parents asked you not to do. It says, try it, nothing will happen. You can get away with it. And it's always there. It's so subtle when, when you have the little child and the little child is taken aback. He's startled by it. He's troubled by it because he knows it's not good, what it was asking him to do. But as you get older, it's still there. It's saying, go ahead, eat this junk food, take this, this drug, smoke this marijuana, do this risky thing, eat this food that's not so good, nothing will happen. And you have a sense you can get away with it. 
tempts you to want to get away with something. And you think, in your mind, you sort of think that you can get away with it. You can eat junk food and still be healthy. That you can drink a lot of alcohol and still be healthy. That you can smoke and still be healthy and get away with it. But you don't get away with it, do you? Because eventually the piper must be paid and you pay the penalty for it. But at the time, you get a little high. It's like you're, you're getting away with something. Uh, or you doubt. See, in your heart you know that you shouldn't be spending that money or that you shouldn't be eating the wrong thing. But you sort of think you can get away with it. See? And that was the temptation. See? It makes you doubt what is true. It makes you doubt what is true. And that's the game that's played on your mind. It's very subtle. And as you go around, it's always there. Someone once said, temptation never sleeps. It's always crouched on your doorstep, just waiting for an opportunity. It's always there. You must learn to be able to stand back from it. Stand back from your rabid thoughts and imagination and your emotions. Stand back and look at them objectively. Not trying to struggle with them, not trying to change yourself, neither condemning nor condoning. Just see what is. See what is. I once had a, a friend of mine, and he always said, it is what it is. That's it. You've got to see it. it is what it is. But you have to see that all of the things that you do, all of your cultural things and all of your, and your music and your food habits and your drug habits and your lifestyle habits, and so many of them are not so good. And even if they're technically okay, it's still a substitute for what you know in your heart. Can you see how study is a substitute? If you study, if you substitute religious study for your wordless intuition, see, that's how God communicates with you. He doesn't communicate with words so much, but just quietly. You just know in your heart. It's a quiet knowing in God's light. God's light shines upon things. He made his earthly light. The light from the sun, in other words, shines upon things and illuminates them. It makes them clear. And you can see. And God's spiritual light does the same thing. You just see it for what it is. And you don't respond. You don't go for it. You don't fall for the temptation. You let it pass. And when it's passed, you're strengthened. So now you have to take a look at all of your little indulgences. They're not as harmless as you think. Every dollar that you spend on some useless thing, every food that you eat that's not good for you, every little bout of anger where you allow yourself to become upset and angry, or worse yet, where you indulge yourself and say something, mean or cruel to another, or indulge yourself and be impatient. And then after that, when guilt starts to come back for your resentment and for your impatience with the other person, then you indulge uh, some food or some alcohol or some marijuana or some distraction or some entertainment. And always it makes you doubt. Doubt that there's any penalty to be paid. Doubt that there are any consequences. Remember in the Garden of Eden, God said to Adam, he said, Adam, if you eat of that forbidden fruit, if you indulge yourself, 
then you will die. But the serpent said to Eve, the serpent said, did he really say that? I don't think so. He's just testing you to see if you're, if Adam is man enough to do it on his own. So Adam kind of listened to what she said, and then he tried it. He doubted what God said. And so now you indulge yourself with some awful food or some drug or some bout of anger or some money spent on useless entertainment. Or you devote yourself to study, 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 and accumulating student debt and study and study and work and work and work to be a success and you think that you can have it all but something in your heart says it's not so so there's a good doubt and a bad doubt the good the bad doubt is what's all around you we live in a seductive society the bad doubt is always in your mind always tempting you to 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 push the envelope tempting you to indulge yourself but the good doubt is saying no the one that tells you that it's okay is lying to you. The one that tells you there's no piper to be paid is lying to you. The good doubt is wordless. It's what you know in your heart. It's what you knew when you were a little child. Return now to that. Begin to live in God's light. And then you'll be able to do His will. And temptation will retreat and become distant. And it'll be there, but it won't touch you. But there's another way of living, responding to what you know in your heart. And then whatever action or word you speak or do flows from is an extension of your response to what you know in your heart, which is a far cry from what most of us do most of the time or all of the time which is reacting to the outside. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive, and you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back, and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be you'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and His kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>